Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. We will continue to press China full, transparent, evidence-based international investigation. The Chinese, they had some role to play in how this happened. Hid the virus from the world. The suspect took his own life. What the hell's going on in the United States of America? Here we go again. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. Tom, Benny, and Clark. And uh, this just breaking news in Greenville. Police are at the Dollar General on Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. If you're familiar with the uh, area over near the hospital as you're headed towards Farmville, there's a wall. It's almost at the intersection of the new um, belt loop around Greenville and 264 going out of Greenville towards Wilson. There's a Walmart there. There's a Dollar General. Police are at the Dollar General on Stantonsburg Road as we speak, where a shootout occurred in the parking lot. One man is dead. Another person is injured. And the third suspect is unaccounted for. There are at least a dozen shell casings on the pavement. No innocent people were shot, and police said this was not random. When police arrived at the scene, none of the suspects were there. But a short time later, police say two men showed up at the hospital. One of those men has since died. The other person's condition is not known. There's at least one more suspect, the other person involved in the shooting, according to Greenville Police Chief Mark Holtzman. Right now, police are surveying surveillance video from cameras around the Dollar General to get an image of the third suspect. It is not known if that person was shot. Uh, That is uh, coverage from WCTI. WITN is also uh, reporting that police are searching for a gun that they think might have been tossed out of a window on Mozingo Road. Uh, I'm trying to think, where's Mozingo Road in relationship to that? It's just off 264, maybe four or five miles. Um, oh, uh, uh, yeah, to, towards towards Wilson. It yes. may, yeah, yeah may, maybe right. the uh, first exit. Yeah, it is. I believe yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, after you pass the uh, the four lane, the right. new uh, right, the the new belt loop, southwest loop, the southwest or? loop. Right. Right. So anyway, uh, you might want to avoid that area this evening on the way home. I I I, I stop at that Walmart. There is a Walmart uh, grocery store. I stop by there all the time, and uh, fairly fairly nice uh, new little shopping area but uh, yeah, that's not good no there's some nice residential areas too it seems like new residential areas out behind uh not far from there yeah no. so anyway uh daily wires reporting rush limbaugh cast a lengthy shadow over the landscape of talk radio and his network has finally decided it will take two people to fill his shoes more than three months after his death limbaugh's syndication partner has named successors this is interesting and, and you know, there's been a lot of names that have been tossed out there. It, it's going to be a two-person tag team, sort of like Tom and Benny. It, it's not us, though. <laughs> I, mi- I missed that call. Uh, Fox Sports personality Clay Travis and talk show host Buck Sexton. Sexton mm-hmm. is a former CIA agent turned radio talk show host. He has filled in for Limbaugh since his passing, and he filled in when Limbaugh was on vacation and that sort of thing prior to that. Um, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show will begin airing from 12 noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time on June 21st over the many radio stations that uh, carried Rush Limbaugh, the premier at Networks, which is a part of iHeartMedia. 
they readily admit, the two of them readily admit, nobody's going to replace Rush Limbaugh. And nobody will. But uh, I, obviously they're pretty thrilled to be uh, given a shot. You know, I think the person, the, the, I think the, the individual that's going to be hurt the most by this. Now, I, obviously the numbers aren't going to be as strong. But Premier Radio is not going to have the advantage they had with Rush Limbaugh. They would go out and say, okay, you can air Rush Limbaugh. And in many cases, stations were paying for the rights to own Rush Limbaugh. When Limbaugh started out, it was, mm-hmm. it was a trade. You would carry Limbaugh. He would have a number of spots that he would sell for his network. And you would have a number of spots that you could sell locally. He became so popular that uh, in most markets you had to actually pay for the rights to uh, air Rush Limbaugh. Don't know if that will continue or not. Um, People higher up at the radio station here could uh, answer that question as to whether or not they'll have to pay for it or not. But I think the the individual that's going to be hurt the most by this is, believe it or not, uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, The reason why is if you were going to take Rush Limbaugh Premier had certain other radio programs that you had to take, at least in part, including Glenn Beck, if you're going to have the right to air Rush Limbaugh. I don't think that the Premier Radio Network is going to have quite the leverage that they had when uh, they were carrying Mm -hmm. Rush, where they said, well, we don't care if you like Glenn Beck or not. You're going to have to carry Glenn Beck if you want to carry Rush Limbaugh. Uh, now, I think Sean Hannity is also a part of that deal, but Hannity's popularity is such that I don't think, you know, I think folks would, in fact, Sean Hannity might end up being the the anchor, if you will, as compared to Buck Sexton and uh, Clay Travis. We'll see yeah, where well, it goes. You know, Sean Hannity shows, um, I, I mean, honestly, he's he's got his nighttime show on Fox. I don't know how he does all he does. Yeah, I don't either. But but he also, I mean, he can promote. He promotes both of them on both shows. So mm-hmm. It's kind of like, um, I mean, it's all day coverage almost. <laughs> but uh, I mean, his staff must be an enormous staff. Yeah, because like, I mean, I know how much time it takes me to prep for this one hour program. I can't. Larger, I can't larger than ours. You think? <laughs> I cannot imagine. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I can. Uh, our staff is a printer out in the hallway. Uh, I cannot imagine having to do three hours and an hour TV show. Yeah, yeah. That's there's our <laughs> there's our staff typing it up. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll see uh, where where that goes. I actually thought um, uh, he was on Glenn Beck today. Um, he used to be the sports guy. I'm losing his name now. You're getting old like me. I didn't hear Glenn Beck. I have no idea uh, who you're talking about. Oh, uh, I think anyway, been. carrying Buck, on. Buck Sexton's good though. Yeah, Buck Sexton does a good job. He he actually, I think when he left the CIA, he went to work with Glenn Beck. Oh, is that right? His yeah. where he started out. Mm-hmm. The uh, we've been talking about this Nicole Hannah Jones story for a while. We brought it up several weeks ago when it was first announced that she would be given the night chair in journalism at UNC Chapel Hill. Then last week, there was a story that was, or was it last week or earlier this week, John Hood came out with a story saying that the trustees have not rescinded her tenure. They never offered her her tenure. Uh, they offered her the chair. They offered her a five-year contract. And again, I, I will put this in quotations the News and Observer is, quote, calling her the Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones 
Uh, that used to mean something years ago. It doesn't mean a whole lot now, but nonetheless, she won the Pulitzer Prize. She is considering legal action against UNC Chapel Hill and its board of trustees, according to a letter obtained by the News and Observer. The issue has sparked national controversy over the past week. Again, this is from the News and Observer. I wouldn't say it's controversial, but they are saying it. With some saying they think conservative politicians were behind the effort not to grant tenure. Hannah Jones is set to join the UNC Chapel Hill faculty this summer with a five-year contract, fixed-term contract, that does not include tenure, even though previous night chairs in journalism school have been tenured. My question would be this. Have there been previous night chairs hired at UNC Chapel Hill School of Journalism that have never had any kind of academic experience? None. Yeah. I I seriously doubt it. That's a fair question. But she doesn't, that doesn't matter because any other night chair have, have been given tenure. Well, yeah, probably because they, they came up through the ranks. And, you know, probably if, if they came up through the ranks of Chapel Hill, they were probably already tenured before they were granted that chair. Mm-hmm. The NAACP, I'm sorry, the NAACP, the, yeah, the NAACP, uh, their Legal Defense and Education Fund, Le- Levy Ratner, PC and Ferguson Chambers and Sumner PA are representing Hannah Jones in connection with the failure of the Board of Trustees to consider and approve her application for tenure as a part of her appointment as the night chair in race and investigative journalism at the Hussman School of Journalism and Media at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, the letter says. So now if they offer you something but they didn't offer you enough, you have the right to sue. Yeah, and yesterday, um, let's see, NBA stars, um, <clears throat> what, uh, Broadway Broadway actors was commenting all over Twitter yesterday about how she had been wronged. <laughs> and, I, and I would bet, number one, I would bet that they haven't even read the 1619 Project. Not yeah, one no. word. But uh, it just amazes me how they just jump on this bandwagon, know nothing about the issue. So this letter was sent to North Carolina lawmakers and notes their legal duty to maintain, preserve, retain, protect, and not destroy, alter, or manipulate any and all documents and data, both electronic and hard copy, relevant to Hannah Jones' potential claims. Could you send a copy of that to uh, Hillary Clinton? (laughs) They ask that the representatives and his or her office preserve all documents related to the following, and they list all the things they want to keep, which basically is anything that ever was mentioned about uh, this gal, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Let me take you back to a year ago. Okay, Now, this is the person that the News and Observer uh, makes sure they, they note that she's a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, and she did win the Pulitzer Prize for her 1619 Project, which has since been debunked by numerous individuals. Tyler O'Neill, from last June, wrote an article on the person that UNC Chapel Hill wants to give the night chair of journalism. He writes, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the founder of the New York Times 1619 Project, showed her true colors in a racist letter to the editor of the Notre Dame University uh, student newspaper, The Observer, in 1995. That letter condemned Christopher Columbus as no different from Adolf Hitler and demonized the white race as the true savages and bloodsuckers. And let me say for the most part, I know this was written back in 1995, 
But for the most part, she has not changed her tune. Hannah Jones wrote to condemn a November 9th, 1995 op-ed by sophomore Fred Kelly entitled Natural Law Over Multiculturalism, God Bless Columbus. Quote, what responsible editor would print an article that applauds and dignifies the white race rapes, plunder, and genocide of a whole race of people? I find it hard to believe that any member of the white race can have the audacity and hypocrisy to call any other culture savage. The white race is the biggest murderer, rapist, pillager, and theft theft of the modern world, Hannah Jones wrote in her letter. Europeans have colonized and destroyed indigenous populations of every continent on this planet. They have committed genocide against cultures that have never offered them, uh, I'm sorry, that have never offended them in their greed and insatiable desire to control and dominate every non-white culture. Christopher Columbus and those like him were no different than Hitler. The crimes they committed were unnecessarily cruel and can only be described as acts of the devil, she alleged. Hannah Jones argued that Africans have been to the Americas long before Columbus or any Europeans. She advanced the... If that's the case, then how come there was no Africans over here when Columbus got here? Just asking. Um... She advanced the theory that African culture had crossed the Atlantic and influenced Native Americans um, from the pyramids of the uh, Aztecs to the great stone heads of the Olmecs. It was not enough for whites to come to Americas and learn. They looked upon the Native people as inferior and a people to be alienated. They, uh, their lasting monument was the destruction and enslavement of two races of people, she claimed. Using Christianity as their excuse, the white race denied the native people of their humanity. Hannah Jones appears oblivious to the fact that Christians among the Spanish scholastics and the Scottish Enlightenment condemned mistreatment of Native Americans and blacks. Even today, the descendants of these savage people pump drugs and guns into the black community, pack black people into squalor of segregated urban ghettos, and continue to be bloodsuckers in our community, she said. Yes, it was Columbus that set the platforms for these racist American institutions. A devil calling someone a savage is like the pot calling the kettle black. Hannah Jones, and by the way, the black community, uh, I'm sorry, but the black community is in the shape it's in because of the fatherlessness that liberals like Hannah Jones have promoted because of their their constant effort to put push forth the whole welfare system, which Control. has destroyed the the American family, and look, Black Lives Matter and the Marxist ideology is just furthering that cause. Hannah Jones concluded her letter by insisting her own virtue and suggesting that the descendants of these barbaric devils need to be constantly prove their superiority. But after everything that these barbaric devils did, I do not hate them or their descendants. I understand that because of some lacking, they do need to constantly prove their superiority. Hannah Jones wrote. Um, anyway, I, I could go on. This article goes on from uh, Tyler O'Neill, but you get the gist of it. This person is a beyond-the-pale racist. I mean, you know, they're always talking about white superiority, <laughs> white supremacist. This, this woman is a black supremacist. She's a, she's a definition of a racist. And, you know, she's uh, uh, she claims to be an African-American. I mean, they like to... 
they like to say they're African-American. So she knows so much about Africa. The entire continent of Africa has been raped and pillaged yeah. by blacks and whites, white Euro- certainly white Europeans, but equally blacks right. within Africa. It's the sin for, nature of man, not the sin nature of a white or the sin nature of a black. Bingo. It's about what's in their heart, not the color yeah. of their skin. And for a person to talk like that, you don't get over that without God getting in your heart. Bingo. I, but but UNC Chapel Hill, why why did you even offer this to begin with? It's, it's they beyond the be pale. Woke. They want to be woke. You know, it. That's the flagship university yeah, of North Carolina. A, a, the the woke is a joke. I, I mean, I know people who are still sending their kids there, and hopefully their their kids are well prepared for what's on the other side. But it's uh, I don't know. You can be prepared for the garbage that they're going to flip in your face. Uh, we need to take a time out, don't we? We will do that. We've got lots more to talk about, and uh, we've got some political trivia coming up in about 20 minutes. Stay with us. More to come. Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and this could be a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? Sharing certain information is perfect for the drive at five with Tom and Beanie. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? News now and when it breaks with Tom lots of <laughs> blathering in between. I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. You know, we pay that guy like $500 per line for him to read, and he can't get Benny's name right. He's got one job. Benny. One job, and he to, screwed to say, it up. All he's got to do is say Tom and Benny, and he screwed it up. <laughs> Take a look at your weather forecast. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low around 68. Tomorrow, a chance of precip 20%. Then Friday night, the chance of rain increases, which... Again, certain parts of uh, eastern Carolina. I know certain parts have gotten some good downpours in the last couple of days, but I tell you, here in Greenville, we have not gotten much, and we need a good soaking. I'm, I'm sorry that it's coming a Memorial Day weekend, but come Saturday, there's a 70% chance of rain, and uh, Saturday night it drops down to 60%. What's interesting, though, um, you know, it, today it was like 96. Reverse those numbers for Sunday. The wow. high is mm-hmm. going to be 69. So but if it's 69 stuff. and sunny, I will like that. Oh, yeah. That's 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 uh, good outdoor weather, but it's surprising like that it's going to drop that, that quickly. <laughs> weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club, voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining and outdoor pool, which opens this weekend, tennis and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood Pay Zero Initiation Fees. Call 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. 252-752-4653. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Looking forward to sitting by the pool and uh, ordering myself a club sandwich and a little beverage. And uh, doesn't get any better than that after a round of golf. Sounds good. Come out and join me. A drink with an umbrella in it? Well, maybe a drink next to an umbrella. <laughs> that is the big red flag. <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and do some Fauci stories, shall we? Uh, oh, by the way, we are going to play political. Yeah. <laughs> you know play. exactly what the source is. Yes. <laughs> I know the source of my uh, pain in the rear. 
Um, by the way, political trivia, your uh, category is the media's liberal agenda, which <laughs> that could be one of well, a million that's, questions. That, that's very broad. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I think it's going to really, really go quick. So we open up the phone lines, be the first one to call. I think it's going to go really quick. Um, so let's do some Fauci, shall we? Um, let me find my Fauci stories. First of all, our, our first uh, Fauci um, story will be um, with our good buddy, Senator John Kennedy. This is our John Kennedy moment. You know, you think of John Kennedy, you think of JFK. Our, our new John Kennedy is Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. Uh, his audio cut for today comes from yesterday's Senate hearing. This is cut three, Clark. Uh, the Senate hearing on the origins of the coronavirus. Here is Senator John Kennedy with Dr. Fauci. Can we agree that if you took President Xi Jinping and turned him upside down and shook him, the World Health Organization would fall out of his pocket? (laughs) I don't think I can answer that question, sir. I'm sorry. Well, do you think that the uh, President Xi Jinping has undue influence over the World Health Organization, do you? I have no way of knowing the influence of the president of China over the WHO. Really? <laughs> Isn't that curious that Fauci won't speculate on that question, but without any hesitancy came out and said that New York, the COVID mecca of the United States, with the most deaths and infections, they handled the crisis right. <laughs> um, he is so full of it. Gosh. I mean, he's been peddling, and we've talked about this all week. He's been peddling multiple noble lies about COVID. Uh, you know, the protocols not grounded in science, mask wearing, wear one mask, don't wear any mask, wear two masks. He admitted the mask wearing was all for show earlier this week. Uh, in 2017, the World Health Organization director won that race for the director, and basically it was paid for by China. Tetros, Dr. Chet, I don't, he's not even a medical doctor, is he? I don't think he is. Probably public health or some whatever. But, I mean, he's been, he's been peddling the talking points for Beijing ever since. Uh, the World Health Organization said there was no evidence of human-to-human transmission at the outset of the pandemic. Um, they also said there was no evidence that COVID escaped from a lab in Wuhan. Also false, it's becoming increasingly clear that's the case. Uh, everyone is now doing the about face. This is a little montage from the mainstream media. We're going to take a trip down memory lane. This is cut two. Memory lane, this is a montage from a year ago, what the mainstream media was saying about the World Health Organization and their peddling of the uh, idea that there was that Donald Trump was nuts. There was no basis in fact. It was all conspiracy theory. Cut to. Because we don't know where the novel coronavirus came from yet, the conspiracy theories fill the void. I'm telling you, the Chi-Coms are trying to weaponize this thing. Conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh with zero proof suggesting a Chinese bioweapon lab is to blame. There's this question about the Wuhan lab. We know that it's been debunked. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that 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 is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that. Coming up with a conspiracy theory to try and foment xenophobia um, with respect to um, the Chinese 
has just as much factual support as taking Clorox. He can't just sit back and let the doctors and the scientists do their jobs. He's got to chime in. He may pick up the conspiracy theory that this was some weapon. People don't keep bats in captivity. Complete baloney. We don't need to invoke conspiracy theories. This is just another example of, of the president trying to change the narrative from his own failings. The problem for President Trump is that he's running for re-election, is looking for ways to deflect blame for uh, the performance of the administration. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats, and what's out there now is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. Yeah, right. And by the way, that was Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, interviewing the expert on COVID-19, Al Sharpton. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Al Sharpton. Yeah, if there was ever a name that was reversed... That is the big red flag. He's sharp as a bowling ball. Now, by the way, so that was that was what Fauci said a year ago. You know, there's no way, no way it came from you know by, uh, from uh, uh, a lab. It had to have been a natural occurrence. This is what he said about a week ago. Cut four. So I wanted to ask: Are you still confident that it developed naturally? No, actually, I. Th- that's the point that I said. No, I'm not convinced. Uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China. I mean, this is malfeasance. Yeah, absolutely. Zero evidence last year. Yeah. And, and, and again, now that Donald Trump is out of the way, he's not in the White House. I'm not going to say he lost the race, but he's out of the White House. He's out of the way. Now we'll come back and reverse the story. This requires perhaps the the biggest investigation in the history of yeah. America and the world outside of China should be going on right now. You should have an honest press that, that wants to get to the bottom of this. You think? And it's just amazing to me. And all they're talking about is a 9-11-type commission for the January 6th riot yeah. where the federal government killed one person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Turley has got an article in – Fox News today just talking about that are pointing out the fact that Facebook basically would, if you wrote anything about the virus coming from the Wuhan lab, you were censored by Facebook. Oh, yeah. They finally changed that this week. Again, you know, we, we've gotten Donald Trump out of the way. Let's go ahead and change that. Last year, I tested their algorithms all the time on stories like this and on stories on Donald Trump. And it was just amazing to me how it would get – I know it would get blocked because no one would comment on it. Zero people <laughs> would comment on it. And then all of a sudden, I would get in Facebook jail for a temporary yeah. time. Wear well, that as a pride, a badge of honor. <laughs> but uh, – no, they're, they're, now everything's reversed. It, it is unconscionable and how it, they have. I mean, look, it, this now I, I believe it goes beyond the way the mainstream media lied about Donald Trump, vilified Donald Trump. I mean, I, th- I think there was cheating well beyond right into the, the into the counting of the ballots. Mm-hmm. But uh, even if there was no cheating in the counting of the ballots. This this is just unconscionable, what they have done. Well, and you look at the political 
contributions of Facebook, Google, uh, Apple, uh, Microsoft, primarily Facebook and Google and Twitter, you look at their political contributions, <laughs> off the chart to the Democrats. Yeah. And every time they go before Congress on some tech issue, I mean, just listen to the hearings. The Democrats are cozy with them. Yep. So it's big. Let's lighten things up, shall we? Political trivia, 561-8255. That's the number to call if you want to play. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you're out of town, you can call our toll-free number at one 963 Either number will get you to us. Your category, the media's liberal agenda. And, yes, that's a, that's a pretty wide berth. But we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll get to your phone calls, and we'll get to political trivia, 561-8255. Political trivia when we get back. All right, welcome back in. Time for some political trivia. Your category, the media's liberal agenda. Your prize package includes a free oil change for your car pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions with a fitness coach. A $20 gift card to the Pirates Cove Car Wash, proud partner of the ECU Curtis Car Program. A $60 diagnostic card from University PC Care for any iPhone or PC repair. A gift card for a free round of golf with card at Ironwood. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, U.S. 70 West in Havelock. And a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious bake from scratch made good, 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 good goodies. Good goodies. Remember, if you or any one of your immediate family has won recently, let 60 days pass before you play again. First up, from Blunt's Creek, it's Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, hey, how are y'all? I hate being first, but I'll do it. Well, (laughs) this might make you feel better, Joe. This question is going to go quick, okay? And uh, so, for your answer, we need the exact wording, okay? Here's your question. What headline appeared on the cover of a liberal magazine 55 years ago that is still talked about today as perhaps the most controversial headline to ever have appeared on this magazine? What was this three-word headline? Oh, 55 years ago. 55 years ago. That was a good year. Your Benny yeah. was born. <laughs> what do you think? I have no idea. I, I really don't. I will um, think about it. Give us a call back. Thanks, Joe. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Terry. Hey, Terry. Hey, Terry. Hey. This is Terry. Yes. Okay, Terry. What do you think? Uh, did you hear the question? First of all, run it by me again. What headline appeared on the cover of a liberal magazine fifty-five years ago? that is still talked about today as perhaps the most controversial headline to ever appear on this magazine. What was the three-word headline? And uh, we need the exact wording of the headline. Okay, I'm taking a shot. I believe it might be God is dead. You are really hot, but that's not the exact wording of it. Thanks, Terry. 561-8255. Let's go to uh, Jeffrey in New Bern. Hey, Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey. Terry just gave you a huge hint. All right, let's go to Ray in Greenville. Hey, Ray. Hey, guys. What do you think? How are y'all? Good. I had no clue either. Did you not hear? Did you not hear Terry? I 
I doubt it. Did he say God is dead? That's what he said, but we couldn't give it to him. We have that's to add not right. Not that well. We have to have the exact wording. That's a huge hint. That's close. Good hint, but no Paul cigar. Is dead. Say again. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! From the Beatles. That, that, no, that's not it either. <laughs> that's actually a good guess. <laughs> yeah, that is a good guess. That's not it either. Right, the good guess. Thanks, Ray. Five six one eight two five five. Is it uh, Jimmy in Snow Hill? Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, you hey, with Tom. us? Yeah. What do you think? What was he that headline? I think it was Jesus is dead. That's not it either. That is not it either. Maybe it's time for a hint. But that that the, the now you're hot. You're close, but that's not it. Let's go to Wayne. Hey, Wayne. Wayne, you with us? I don't have a clue. You gave me. How about a hint? Okay. Uh, well, you've gotten a couple of good hints from Terry and Jimmy. Um, many people were outraged at this headline, but pretty much everyone said it was controversial. And I'll give you another headline. Interestingly, this headline appeared at the same time that Billy Graham was at the height of his popularity. Mm-hmm. Wayne, are you with us? Billy, Billy Graham. Uh Take a guess. Nah, I don't. Uh, I don't have it. I'll give a hint. Okay. Nah. Um, uh, who we got next, uh, Clark? Real quick, before uh, Benny gets his hint. Who are we talking to? We'll just bring somebody up. And we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> the phones are ringing off the hook. Who we got here on the line? What? Hello, welcome Ray. to Political Trade. Who is this? Ray. Hey, Ray. Ray. Uh, uh, do you need another hint? What? Benny's got a hint. Yes, because I thought uh, the other guy had it. A total different topic, but here's a hint. In in Bill Clinton's testimony uh, back during his Monica Lewinsky issue, he said that depends on the definition of this word. There you go. That's a good hint. So what do you think, Ray? What is the three-word headline? That's one of the words in the three-word headline. What do you think, Ray? Did we lose Ray? Depends on your definition, God. Oh, no, that's not it. That is not it. But uh, it's a three-word headline. It's a three-word headline. I'll give you another hint. It ends with a question mark, okay? <laughs> We're doing everything but spelling it out for you. Five six one eight two five five. Who we've got, uh, Clark? All right, as Clark is answering the phones, we need, we need to bring somebody else in for political trivia. Who we got? Who do we got? Bill. 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 Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey. How you guys doing? All right, Good. what do you think, uh, Bill? Is God, is God dead? You've got, you got it. it. That is it. Fifty-five years ago, it was uh, "Is God Dead?" It appeared on the cover of Time magazine, April eighth, nineteen sixty-six. I remember that. That was uh, you were still in diapers, yep. but uh, that was controversial. No, actually, I probably was just a. Well, anyway, I was born in sixty-six. <laughs> I said you were in diapers. I hope you weren't out of diapers by then. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you you weren't been, even before. I might have been out of the stomach yet. <laughs> Bill, where are you calling from? Greenville. All right, Bill, hang on, and Clark's getting all your information. Congratulations. Thanks for everybody who called, and Benny and I will be right back. Back to news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Congratulations to Bill Kozel. He is our political trivia winner. 
He knew that the headline that appeared on Time magazine on April 8th, 1966, was the simple three-word headline on the front page, Is God Dead? And, uh, yeah, I remember when that came out. Well, I mean, I don't remember the exact day it came out, but I remember that was a controversial issue. It definitely probably was the height of Billy Graham's crusades and popularity. Probably, what, late 50s through the late 60s maybe was probably his biggest... Yeah, when was when did the uh, the Puff Graham um, from the Hearst newspapers uh, come? That was that late forties, early fifties. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, he was in full swing. And did in I tell you, I met Franklin Graham a couple weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah, just just briefly because he was with someone I know, and he just introduced me and shook his hands, kept on going to the other people. Oh, Real nice guy. Huh. Um, town hall. And the New York Post are reporting on Joe Biden's new nickname. You know, we, we call him uh, Cousin Eddie. People call him Uncle Joe, Crazy Joe. And the, the Dirty might be one of the... Uh, Beijing Biden. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are new reports about what was on Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm. And it's not good for Joe. And if... Donald Trump was impeached over the things he was impeached for, then this is (laughs) even the Democrat, even they ought to be some Democrats who would get on the board with this. I mean, that won't happen. What Joe and Hunter Biden did regarding their business dealings. Now, remember, Joe came out and said, I don't know anything about his business dealings. Mm -hmm. I have no no clue. I can believe he forgot about him. (laughs) (laughs) What Joe and Hunter Biden did regarding their business dealings was not news. It was declared by National Public Radio and others as a distraction. We all remember Hunter Biden dropping off his laptop in Delaware, not picking it up. And uh, we remember the dirty pictures. We remember the drugs. We remember the child porn. Uh, even the possibility that he could have been arrested for uh, doing things he shouldn't with a minor. They all got censored by big tech. The liberal media did all they could to suffocate the stories, even though they were corroborated by the Hunter associate, uh, Tony Bobulinski. Remember, he was interviewed by Sean Hannity. Mm -hmm. He was interviewed by the FBI, and nothing happened. Bobulinski was. And was was Hunter Biden ever interviewed by the uh, FBI? I think there was an active investigation until, until Biden got elected. Yeah, no, that months later. Now. now more details are coming out about Joe Biden's dinner meetings with questionable business leaders that were arranged by his son Hunter. This is out of the New York Post. Joe Biden met with Ukrainian, Russian, and um, Kazakhstan's uh, business associates of his son at a dinner in Washington, D.C. while he was vice president. While he was vice president. This is uh, records that have been discovered on Biden's laptop. On April 16th, 2015, they were in the garden room at Cafe Milano, Georgetown Institution, whose catchphrase is where the most powerful people go. The next day, Hunter received an email from Vladim Pozharsky, an executive with Bursima, uh, Bursima, Burisma. Burisma, the uh, gas company, thanking him for introducing him to his father. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C., giving me an opportunity to meet your father, spend some time together. Uh, the guest list prepared by Hunter three weeks before the Cafe Milano dinner included Russian billionaire Yelena Baternia and her husband, corrupt former Mas- Moscow mayor Yuri Lutskov, 
who since has died. The one that was paying Hunter Biden. Oh, paid him $3.5 million yeah. mm-hmm. on February 14th, 2014. Paid it to the Rosemont Seneca Thornton LLC, the Delaware-based investment firm co-founded by Hunter and Devon Ar- uh, Devin Archer, who was a former advisor to John Kerry. I mean, the, the, the tentacles of this are just unbelievable. It runs deep, and, and we talked about it before, the the Tony Bobolinsky interview with uh, Tucker Carlson. Back, it was, yeah, it was, uh, I said Sean Hannity. You're right, it was Tucker Carlson. Well, maybe two, three weeks, a month before the election. Um, the timeline that Tony Bobolinsky talked about just match, matches up perfectly of when Joe Biden's income skyrocketed. Yeah. When they say, oh, it's from book deals. But, <laughs> but no, it's corporations that he owns that they never disclose. That they laundered the money through. I, I will go to my grave believing that. The wires were flagged in suspicious activity reports provided to the Treasury to a Senate Republican inquiry into Hunter Biden last year by the Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee. That, of course, that's all been squashed now that uh, Trump is out and Biden is in. So we have yet another example of Joe Biden being a total liar about not knowing what Hunter Biden was doing. He was involved in his business deals. He was benefiting from these business deals, and it involved actors who might be working against the interest of the United States. China was, and that 2017 proposal with CEFC China Energy was hatched when Joe was still vice president under Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And again, they have the chutzpah to try to impeach Donald Trump. Yep. And and again, you got to credit the mainstream media. Obviously, they still do have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sad, but it's true. I'd like, and I I think the power is diminishing, but they still have a lot of power. But uh, this again, unconscionable that that this is happening. The information is being released, and what do we get from the mainstream media? Big yawn. And just a simple question from the mainstream media: that during this time, Hunter Biden's income was coming from all this. For ten years, I've looked at ten years worth of his tax returns, Joe Biden's tax returns. Same, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars income during this same time period Boom. increased to twelve million. <laughs> He didn't sell that many books. That's a freaking clue. You think? (laughs) You think? Congratulations again to Bill Kozel, who's our political trivia winner. Hey, we'll do it again tomorrow, Friday, same time, same place. See you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.